We have a trade to announce. We all want to hear that at this point, right? We know Don Waddell is making calls. We know his staff is accepting calls. They're talking to agents. Well, maybe not talking to agents. Not yet, anyways. But they're in contact with pretty much every major free agency team right now. Every single one of them. As March thought approaches, uh, less than two weeks at this point. Well, a little more than two weeks, actually, excuse me. Until the trade deadline. And the Hurricanes are in a... I don't want to say rare situation, because it actually happens quite often, but it doesn't happen to us. Don Waddell will make a trade. We don't know for who yet. We don't know what assets we'll lose in the process. But we know he will make a trade. The most popular name right now, and it's the one flying around, is Timo Meyer. Weeksies. Mr. Kevin Weeks, now an American citizen, by the way, just tapping that on, says it's pretty much come down to the Carolina Hurricanes, the New Jersey Devils, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Personally, don't care. Not yet, anyways. But, you know what I mean? That's Final Four. And... We have to wait. My name's Colin. This is Home Ice Advantage. Let's start the show. 9,393 days of frustration. And on the 9394th day of NHL existence, the Carolina Hurricanes have won the Stanley Cup. Welcome to Home Ice Advantage. With historical perspectives, modern-day deep dives, special guests, and a healthy mix of good, bad, and or hot takes, this is the best place for you to learn about your Carolina home games. I just want to say thank you, and I'm looking forward to this challenge. It's an honor, and I think we're going to do great things. Fair warning, I'm recording this with four minutes left in the game against Washington. Like, I'm literally watching it as I'm recording. So if at any point I'm like, fuck, uh, they tied the game. If I'm like, yeah, we won the game. So, we'll start off there. Uh, the Rangers' loss is kind of whatever. I'm not going to get too much into either game because news. Uh, but the Rangers' loss was kind of a scheduled loss. Yes, you could have won. You can win any scheduled loss. But we didn't. The Rangers came into that game already playing three games since the All-Star game. All-Star break. We came into that game not playing hockey for nine days. We were supposed to lose that game. Do I love that we did? No. Do I wish it wasn't to the New York Rangers? Absolutely. But the win, um, the loss, excuse me, is not a big deal. We don't know what's going to happen, I don't know what's going to happen at least, in the Washington game, so I'm still watching it. So we'll, we'll stay up to top on that. But stick taps to Brady Shea for reaching 500 career NHL games. And I want to talk about the PNC Arena renovations that have been rumored, gossiped about, talked about 
for years. In fact, dating back until 2014. That's right, 2014. There were there was a higher chance at one point of this team relocating than us re- renovating the building. That's real, that happened. But since 2014, there have been discussions about PNC Arena being outdated. Which, in fairness, and this is from a podcast called Home Ice Advantage, PNC Arena is outdated. Building's 23 years old. And honestly, it's not like we sprang to have all the nice new features back in 1999. So, why do I bring this up now? That's because Tuesday, the day I'm recording this, but yesterday, if you're listening to this, the day this episode comes out, the Centennial Authority had yet another planning meeting. It's actually like the third or fourth in the past two years about their vision and their architect's vision for PNC Arena moving forward. And, I, I mean, if you don't know, uh, none, nothing's really new on this. Basically, every inch of the arena will be touched in some way. It's not going to be massive remodels on everything. Like, for instance, the suites aren't going to be remodeled. They're fine. They'll get a facelift, but there's no need to remodel them. But there's, you know, expansions to the courtyard in between Carter-Finley and PNC Arena. I mean, fixing kiosks, maybe some grab-and-go vending options rather than everyone having to sit in a 15-minute line to buy a hot dog. Does anyone still buy hot dogs at games? I do every once in a while. Not my point. Anyways, so most of these renovations are known about. But we are getting close to this, like, actually happening. So, again, it's been since 2014. It's almost been a decade since we started talking about this. But it looks like there's a serious chance of renovations starting next year. And there's a lot that goes into this. There was originally a plan to renovate the arena in 2019 prior to the pandemic. I don't know if you guys heard. There was this pandemic. Kind of shut down the world for a while. It was bad. But prior to that, in 2019, there was a $200 million plan to give PNC Arena a facelift a much-needed facelift, and add modern amenities to the building to make it a destination. Obviously, the pandemic happened. We weren't going to build anything during the pandemic. First of all, we didn't know if the team had the money. The city definitely didn't have the money, neither did the county. So those plans were obviously pushed off, and here we sit in 2023, four years later, the team is in a much better financial situation. In fact, the building itself, PNC Arena itself, is in a much better financial situation. So in 2019, the last year before the pandemic, last full year before the pandemic, the arena did $86 million in revenue. And I know what you're saying. Colin, that's like not a lot of money. <laughs> like obviously, yes, like on the macro level, that is a ton of money. I'm sorry, micro level. That is a ton of money. But for a sports arena... For a, you know, 19,000 seat arena, that is not a lot of revenue. The good news is, last year, 2021, the first full year post-pandemic, they did $118 million in revenue. So things are on the up and up. And because of that, you can actually now afford to do more with this remodel than you would have been prior to the pandemic. And the two aren't directly correlated most of it comes from, like, the hurricanes being 
good. Uh, so there's a lot more people coming to the building to watch their games, which also leads to more advertising for events at the arena, because every single time you go to an NC State men's basketball game or a Carolina Hurricanes game, you're going to see ads for whoever is coming in for the next concert, whether it's Ariana Grande or Harry Styles or John Mulaney's coming to a show. Whoever's there, you're going to see those ads all over the place. They've also been getting better names. Not to tie it back to the FanFest, you know, Stadium Series game, because I just did a whole episode on that. Thanks again, Dan. Hooting the Blowfish was a big get, and that concert was actually sold out. So, you know, Arena's doing better. But I do want to put one tiny piece of salt on this, and by tiny, I mean actually kind of massive. We don't have a price tag for the new renovation plans. We have no idea how much the proposed cost is going to be, mainly because the Centennial Authority hasn't decided what they want to do yet. And and probably should have laid this out beforehand. If you don't know what the Centennial Authority is, I don't blame you. Back in the day, when Carter-Finley Stadium was originally built, PNC Arena, or what would become PNC Arena, was just patches of grass, like it was part of their parking lot. And then in the 80s, NC State was like, hey, we should really build a better arena. And they did. I mean, uh, I'm skipping over a whole bunch of stuff there. But they did. And uh, as part of that, the Carolina Hurricanes came in and were co-tenants and became the people who actually ran the building. So that's a small thing. And then to actually own the building, the state of North Carolina created the Centennial Authority. The Centennial Authority is made up of the state of North Carolina, Wake County, the city of Raleigh, NC State, and the Carolina Hurricanes. All of them have interest in it. And then the operations of the arena are ran by the state of North Carolina, the city of Raleigh, Wake County, NC State, and the Carolina Hurricanes. All all parties have interest in it moving forward. So depending on what the price tag will be. Tom Dundon has said that he's willing to put his own money into this, including the entertainment district, which will be built around the arena at some point. We'll get to that. That's not today's episode. But no matter what happens, expect this price tag to be at least $200 million. And honestly, you're probably going to have to double that because construction costs are just exponentially higher after COVID, not to mention that it's now been four years, so your original plans to modernize are actually behind. By the way, we just beat the Capitals three to two. Not my point. We're actually behind. So at some point, the city of Raleigh and Wake County are going to have to create bonds to pay for their part of the improvements. And that's going to be a political fight, and that's going to be a thing So, I don't know, look out for that, because that's going to be the big hurdle here. Like, the Centennial Authority wants to upgrade the building. NC State wants to upgrade the building. I think you know at this point that the Carolina Hurricanes want to upgrade the building. The question is whether the City of Raleigh, well, I guess the Raleigh City Council, really, and the Wake County Board of Commissioners have the appetite to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on renovating PNC Arena. Shocker here. I think they should. But, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not part of this political debate. 
Now that we beat the Capitals, I can transition to something else. You see how I did that? It was a good transition. It wasn't really, but it's a good transition. This Capitals game, guys, first of all, I mean, we, the Hurricanes did not play amazingly. But it got really chippy, did it not? If you didn't watch the game, trust me, if you did watch the game, you know I'm right. I, that makes me more excited for Saturday. Now, Alex Ovechkin will be out because of a family matter, which that's just where we're going to leave it. And that's sad. Hopefully he's back on Saturday, but we, we won't know. But this game actually could be, like, interesting to watch for non-Hurricanes fans, for non-Capitals fans. I mean, it's going to be a national broadcast. So the hope is that, you know, we get high ratings. That way, the league is like, hey, Carolina, you should do more of these. And I'm just, just touching on it. God, this game looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Saturday is going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun, guys. It's going to be a ton of fun. Be, be at FanFest. Go to Carter Finley on Saturday if you can. If you can't, understand that everyone has the extra money to be able to do so. Moving on from all of that, though, the meat and potatoes of this episode, which I realize I'm saying a lot. Um, Don Waddell was a guest on the Athletic Hockey Show. And I, there were two clips I'm going to play for you because I think they're notable about what's going on, about how I started off the episode, about how we all just have to wait. Don drops a couple hints, or I don't know. He probably did it, but I'm going to galaxy brand it and say Don dropped a couple hits, uh, a couple hints. So this is the first clip. I'm not going to set it up. Just listen. If you want to hear his full conversation, the episode of the Athletic Hockey Show that he was on will be linked in the description of this episode. Website is now you. I mean, you've got cap space now to work with. Is that? I mean, you could you could in theory replace the whole salary. Is that is that how you're going to approach this? Because I mean, you still need everything he brings to the table. That why you brought him in in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, you know, our, we got a good team. Obviously, we've played all year and able to accomplish what we've done so far. But uh, you know, we are out in the marketplace looking to see what's available. Um, you know, it's we don't have a great history of spending a lot of assets on rental players. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure we are smart about it. You know, we got a good team. We want to add to our team, but we also don't want to, uh, you know, ruin our future for the next few years. So it's a balancing act. But uh, and the good thing about it, we have Tom Dunnan, who you know we have, we have a salary cap, but uh, you know our salaries will be in the ninety million range after we get through with this. If we add players, because of we still have to pay packs already. Right That's right. Yeah. So you know people forget that, uh, but you know, Tom's committed to winning, and you know he's he's there's a deal that makes sense for us. We're certainly not held back from that uh, restraint. Two things. Um, I do not see them trading Seth Jarvis. I know there's been a ton of rumors about maybe they'll trade Seth Jarvis. I think that's coming from teams who are interested in him, not that Don Riddell has offered him in a deal, or theoretically offered him in a deal. Just putting that out there. I don't, he didn't speak on that, but that's the little thing in my, uh, the back of my head is telling me that they're not trading Jarvis. But I do like that Waddell added just at the end there, oh, well, you know, 
thankfully we have Tom Dundon because at the end of this, our salary is going to end up being somewhere around $90 million. That's just a, a nice little nod from Dom. It's like, by the way, we're also not cheap. We're spending a stupid amount of money to try to win hockey games. Is the space that you guys occupy right now? And like we said, you're six and one since Pacioretty's injury. Your team looks, you know, night in, night out strong. Does that change the approach as far as, you know, we, we know what you guys look for. We know you're, you're not typically in the market for rentals, like kind of have an idea of what a Carolina Hurricanes player, you know, historically has looked like over the last few years, but does the circumstances of this season and the way things are going and the way you've kind of behaved over the last six months or nine months, does that change the calculus? Like, are you more willing to look at rental players now than you have been in the past or, or is it still term you know valued over over other things well you know never is a long time uh you know so uh i don't want to say never you know i think if you're looking uh, strictly at rentals it's probably closer to the deadline you know we're going to exhaust all our efforts at what players that potentially we could pick up there might be guys that people aren't thinking about at this time you know when you're willing to give up some good assets uh, to get a player that's got some term left so you know, we all know the, all the usual names that are out there, but, you know, we may try to look at uh, some other players, you know, and entice teams that with draft picks and, and prospects that like to move too. But, you know, I, as as we sit here today, we like our team. We don't want to distract from our team, but we would like to add to our team, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I picked up another two things uh, from that. And how about we'll say it at the same time. You'll say what you thought he was saying, and I'll say what I thought he was saying. Same time, okay? No cheating. One, two, three. He has no deal done whatsoever, and he's totally open to a rental by the trade deadline if that's his only option. Good. I'm, I'm glad we agreed. I'm glad that we said the same thing in unison. It's a little creepy, if I'm going to be honest, but I'm glad we both agree. There was no deal right now. That's So that conversation was recorded on Monday. Again, a link to the full episode will be in the description of this podcast. But Tom Dundon, Don Waddell, Rod Brennamore don't have a game plan yet. <laughs> I'm sure they have players that they're trying to obtain. But nothing is set in stone. Nothing is set in pencil. All of the options are still on the table. And... Say it's March 1st and nothing's been done yet. Absolutely nothing's been done. Well, all of a sudden that uh, no rental rule flies out the window. And it kind of has to, right? Like, are you really going to waste another year of this team and just let them try to see what happens in the playoffs? I mean, you could. And hey, they might even go on a run. But the chances of them winning the cup, not so great. But if you really believe in this roster, if you really believe in the team you've built, and you have the ability to give them something that will just get them over that hump, that game seven run goal against the Rangers hump, you have to do it. And that's what it feels like Waddell was hinting at there. Okay, yeah, so nothing is done right now. But, if nothing gets done by the trade deadline, I'm open. Who's for rent? I'll, uh, rent a center, here I come. Does rent a center still, still exist? Like, is that still a store? 
this doesn't matter. That's off subject. And then the other thing, and this is this is where I really think is going to happen. So, you know, everyone in the National Hockey League, all 41 other teams other than the Sharks, are talking about, in fact, no, I'll add the Sharks into this. Every single fan base in the National Hockey League, all 32 of them, are talking about where Timo Minor is going to end up. Every single one of them. I'm not saying that we will not get him. I would never say that. In fact, you know, we're one of the final four. But if we don't get him, don't expect us to, like, go get Patrick Kane. In fact, we're not going to get Patrick Kane, guys. I'm putting that out there now. I will bet my reputation on that. We will not get Patrick Kane. Watch this episode come out, and then we trade for Patrick Kane same day. Anyways, um... It's going to be someone you're not expecting. Did you expect to trade for Vinny Trocek a few years back? I sure didn't. Did you expect to trade for Brady Shea? I sure didn't. So it's going to be someone we don't expect. And if nothing happens, well, we're probably going to get a rental. Because at this point, Don Riddell and his team acknowledge that they have to push some chips into the center of the table. No one's saying go all in. Don't bet the house. You know, there's no reason to go overboard. You don't want to risk your future. But a second round pick? Maybe. A first round pick? Next year? Maybe. I want to trade this year's draft uh, pick just because this year's draft is so loaded. Unless unless it was like that good of a deal. But I don't, I don't think we'll find that. There's also a chance that we weaponize our cap and maybe we launder another player's contract through us to be able to pick up assets that we can then flip to add a piece for ourselves. That's something we could totally do and something we have experience or doing, experience doing. Does anyone remember Hurricanes legend Patrick Marlowe, who eventually turned into modern day Hurricanes legend Seth Jarvis? These are all possibilities. So, I don't know, guys. The trade deadline is literally galaxy-braining at its finest. Like, I'm shocked that Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't have a hockey show that only runs from post-All-Star break into March 4th. I mean, March 3rd. Because it's nothing but galaxy-braining. No one has any idea what's going on, including the GMs and the agents, because... God knows that you think you have a deal, and then guess what? You don't, because New Jersey's going to throw in a second and match you. So you never know. Thank you, as always, for listening to Home Ice Advantage. If you like this show, maybe subscribe or rate it if you haven't already. Share it with a friend. And if you didn't like this show, Still share it with a friend, and then you can talk about how much you hate me. How great would that be? You can follow me on pretty much every social media, at Colin Homeice, until Saturday, when the Carolina Hurricanes take on the Washington Capitals again, less than a week after defeating them, inside of Porter Finley Stadium, in front of 50,000 of their fans. Go Kings.